We're so stupid. All right. Um. Anyway. Uh. Ready? Yep. Yes. Let's do this. <sighs> <laughs> Wait, what was oh it? God. I always got to get back into it because I'm like, I'm so mad all the time. I'm always like, you know a what I mean? Constant state of fury. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. okay, now I have to, it has to be frivolous, which is yeah. good. You got it's, it's for me, this, honestly, this podcast is very much a fake it till you make it kind of situation where like I'm pissed going into every episode, but then by the end I'm actually having a good time. So it works. Yeah. God damn it, why are we doing this waste of time? And then it's like, man, I would be a great dancing monkey, wouldn't I? <laughs> I'll dance the shit out of my out of Now that I think about it. Welcome to Brose. What can Brown do for you? My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And not reporting to us live from anywhere, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. <laughs> Hi, everyone. There we go. There we go. Uh, another week uh, and another episode without uh, Mr. Tim Hansen. We wish him a speedy recovery from uh, the, what ails him, uh, the, which has ailed him for the last couple of weeks, uh, going on a month and a half now, unfortunately. No um, no letters from his publicist or anything that, like... Well, no, Tim would have to wake up to do that, and oh, there's right. no way that... Uh... <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Uh, you, can't, you can't listen, like... Tim, Tim is is struggling with a, a legitimate health issue uh, that he has been struggling with for a couple of weeks. Um, but it is there is a modicum of humor in the fact that like the only remedy because it's a migraine is like sleep and avoiding light. So we can just look at it and be like, well, Jesus, Tim's just sleeping right now, <laughs> which is which is what he's doing. He is recovering from his migraine by presumably sleeping. Yeah, which is what he's doing instead of doing this podcast. So. Um, but in, in, in light of that, uh, it's just gonna be the three of us again. Mm-hmm. Just the three of us. No. <laughs> you and you and I. Just the three of us. You and I. And also you. And you. And I. And also the third guy. <laughs> over there in the corner. Jesus. Hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Um, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, we're on our episode 101, 101st episode of Brose. This is, uh, of course, the second episode of Session 34. And, of course, the premise of our show is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. So if you want us to answer your question on the show, uh, the way that John uh, John Tursich, the way that Emily Cooper, Charlie Brem, uh, Amanda Hastings, uh, all manner of listeners have had their questions answered on this show. If you want to be like them, email your question to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, but before we get to those questions, let's talk about the wines we are drinking. Um, John, you want to talk about your wine? Of course I do. I'm drinking Carlo Rossi Blush, uh, California Table Wine, and it is incredibly mediocre. It tastes like it's been sitting on a shelf in my house for a couple months, and uh, it has, so just knocking it right out of the park. 
Um, <laughs> smells like a Taco Bell and tastes like juice. The end. <laughs> I am pouring myself another glass of the Casnell Winemakers Blend uh, because I had about uh, half a bottle of uh, Villa Wolf Pinot Noir and about a third of a bottle of Artea Rosé. Um, and uh, I decided to just uh, mash those two together into a perfectly mediocre uh, wine blend. Again, it's just, I like Pinot Noir rosés, so that helps out a lot that you got the the Villa Wolf in there. Uh, ultimately, this is <laughs> I I don't know. I, you can't. There's there's no tasting notes because it's just like sixty flavors like mixed together <laughs> into these rosés. So it's fine. I'm gonna take a sip right now. Um, it's interesting because I can tell that one of these is sweeter than the other. I'm gonna I'm guessing the Artea was a little bit sweeter than the the Villa the the Villa Wolf. Um, so it works out fairly well, uh, for mixing two bottles of wine together, but yeah, uh, Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking the horribly terrible Bor, uh, Borsau. Um, 14% ABV does not help it one glass or actually more, a little bit more than half the bottle in. Um, it, it is the first one I've ever drank that made me start to not feel good after just the first episode, and I had to go eat something between recording. <laughs> <laughs> so before I said battery acid, now this is just warm battery acid because it's been mm, sitting out. Sounds like huevos. Oh, huevos. It could oh, be. God. It could huevos. be. Work. It could be just as bad. <laughs> um. All right, Sean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so for petrol Sean just had to like snap back into place it's like, <laughs> I'm ready Ugh. so so the uh, the Brose year two uh, uh, recap of best bit is it gonna be Sean forgetting that he's got the questions <laughs> I never forget anything yeah. <laughs> my mind is a steel trap I just I don't know. Yeah. It's, a, it's just, it's actually seven steel traps, and he forgets which one this piece of information happens to be in. Just, just go into your mind palace, Sean. You should be able yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is that a um, Sherlock oh, reference? Oh, I thought that was a uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere reference, the the, the memory palace. Mm-mm. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. I, mem- I think the memory Maybe. palace is like a general, like, psychological, like, mm-hmm. meditative yeah, tool. Yeah. But but anyway, all right. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you've got the questions. I do indeed have the questions. Out of boy. Out of boy. You ready? Let's do it. All right. I need to hold on. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. So altogether, that's thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, thirteen ninety nine. We well, got a pack of cigs and a sandwich, so it's thirteen ninety nine. My guy, I don't know what I don't know how to explain math to you right now. Hey, you want to you want a Mega Millions too? Okay, well you can't pay for that with a card. We need a cash dollar for that in a separate transaction. She's just not even ten a.m. It's like this guy doesn't come into my bodega every day. <laughs> is this is this Brian's bodega? It is indeed. Oh it's that God. time again. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy that Brian has leaned into that bit. <laughs> it's just the, the the world building that happens every single time is, is phenomenal. There's like characters. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, what do we got I, going I'm on? I'm trying. To, is, is this is long time listener Brian Everett? Is, is this uh, Bodega in Kensington? Is, is, that, is that what this is? It seems so. Kensington Bodega. <laughs> Yikes! All right. So I want to give a little point of perspective, bros. I want you to remember that, sure, life is hard and a lot of things are pretty tough right now. But the next time you're feeling mopey and boohooey about all the things you got to do and how tough your life is under this COVID, John, I want you to just think about and remember the tale of the suburban pigeons. Where do you usually see pigeons in the suburbs anyways? Not many places, but the one place you're likely to see a pigeon in the suburbs is underneath a highway overpass. That's the most common place outside of the city that these birds make their nests and coo to themselves all day and all night long. So think about how hard it must be to be a baby suburban pigeon. Here you are, a gross, Jurassic-looking, featherless skid mark, <laughs> just laying in your parents' nest, sucking down diesel exhaust all day long, listening to cars and trucks whiz by your home. You're a baby, and you probably don't even get a nap in because of how loud your house is. You probably don't even know pigeon words yet, but you want to cuss at your parents for choosing here to be your developmental home. And of course, your mom and dad leave you alone every 20 minutes to go find nasty lanternflies to feed you, leaving you vulnerable to the obnoxious bridge troll who is grumpy and old. But the worst part is just when you start to look like a decent pigeon bird, and just when you're starting to become comfortable with your noisy overpass household, your mother decides she fucking hates you in this house and yeets you out of the nest to, quote, try and teach you to fly, unquote, while a 53-footer Walmart truck is barreling under the overpass. Uh, like, thanks, Ma, you turned your precious little dino turd into windshield splatter. <laughs> so, so since your parents aren't that huge of assholes, at least the least you can do in your oh-so-difficult life is to wear a goddamn mask in my bodega. <laughs> Brian K. Everett. <laughs> So well constructed as always. <laughs> if I'm following this correctly, what he is saying is that it can't, it's not so bad to wear a mask in public because you could be a baby pigeon, and it's way worse <laughs> to be a baby pigeon than it would be to just wear a mask in public. It seems so. It seems so. It seems that you know life 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 throws you a lot of curveballs, yeah. and you could be a baby pigeon splattered upon the windshield of an eight, of a Mack truck flying through your house. Uh, the least you can do is wear a fucking mask. <laughs> you think we could fit this on like a like a sign? Like if we had like Biden Harris, like think of the pigeons wear a mask, like <laughs> under their little logo. I hope so. I think I think we could get it get it to go. Like like maybe go to s- some protests and think of the pigeons wear a mask. Think of the pigeons wear <laughs> <Yeah>. a mask. <laughs> As, I, I will be honest, it, like. Being concerned about pigeons or like, you know, comparing pigeons to like a day. That sounds like a very third party thing to do. Like that sounds like Jill Stein would be running on like a save the pigeons <laughs> kind of platform. So we, we might need to be counting on the Green Party vote for that. Uh, Crystal is, magic and think of the pigeons, Jill Stein. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. If Marianne Williamson sneaks her way back into the race, she's definitely running. It's going to be like Williamson and pigeon 2020. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, listen, it's 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 can't be said uh, any more forcefully uh, with any more conviction. Uh, just wear a mask, guys. So, so I want to I want to go on a like I guess a question for you guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, I during all of quarantine, I have like very limited my time outside uh, in public areas. If I if I'm going food shopping, my mask is absolutely on, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for a walk today around the lake, Audubon Audubon Lake. At noon, I brought my mask with me, but when I was not around people, I took it off. 
Mm-hmm. Is that fine? Am I okay doing that? Like if I got if I got near a crowd or people started coming towards me, I would throw it on real quick. If I couldn't distance myself, I would distance myself and throw it on. But if I'm just walking by myself and there's no one around for so however long, this the safest thing when you're it's but the thing is if you're around other people. So the safest mm-hmm. thing around other people is six feet apart and wearing a mask. But I think if you're alone outside, you're fine. I don't know. What do you say, Matt? You have the closest to a firsthand whatever yeah, primary it's, it's, source. It's, it's, yeah, primary to source. an extent. So, like, so uh, I, I will tell you what we have done. Basically, um, we we have uh, my wife and I have escaped for a couple of day trips down to the beach. Um, either just the two of us, or we'll we'll meet up with her family and stay, you know, six to eight feet apart, wearing masks. Um, when it's just me and my wife walking around, uh, we have our masks basically like wrapped under our chin for easy mm-hmm. access. But if it's just the two of us mm-hmm. and we don't see anybody coming our direction, we're, we're, we, we're fine. We don't have them on. Uh-huh. We see somebody coming our direction. We pop them on. Um, Rich, I go, out, I go out jogging outside and I, you know, I can't wear a mask while I'm running. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's simply, I will, uh, not, not to be the guy who's going to be like, I'll die if I wear a mask. But if I run out, like I'm already, <laughs> look, man, you've seen me. Uh, I, if, if I run outside in this heat with a mask on, I will actually, you know, be deceased yeah. on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, but, but yeah, I think you're fine. Uh, if it's just you. If you want to have it like available, like under it, you know, it's hot out now, but if you want to have it like under your chin or yeah. like around your, your neck mm-hmm. or something like that as an easy okay. access, then you're fine. But otherwise, I, I, think you're good. I, I don't know if you guys can see the shirt I'm wearing. It, it, I don't, it, you can't see it all, but it is Kakashi from Naruto and it says, be a good ninja, wear your mask. Mm-hmm. And I felt weird walking around a lake holding my mask, but wearing the shirt saying, be a good ninja, wear your mask. There, there is a bit of irony to that. It yeah. was, it was, a, I was a little, it was a little ironic, but it was like, okay, there's no one around me. Like, yeah, I, when I go out into the woods, most days, I have a mask with me all the time, but yeah. I usually don't see anybody. So I'm, I, it doesn't really make sense to put it on, but I will put it on if I have to ask someone, like if I have to play through or there's a lot of runners around, it is a little bit frustrating because no one else is wearing masks in the same mm-hmm. situation. And as we all know, the mask is to protect other people and not you. So yeah. like, it's a little bit frustrating if I'm like, you know, if I'm out there and I'm like, Hey, can I play through? Cause there's a big group of people and I have to walk through them and I have a mask on and none of them do. So I'm just, I mean, obviously it's good to look out for other people, but it is still frustrating yeah, yeah. to be like, you guys yeah. don't give a shit about me, but I give a shit about you. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, I think it's okay if you're alone outside because the it seems like the guidance is six feet and a mask. So yeah. further than six feet, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I just we go grab like a funnel and be like, you know, shooting air through it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like to make yeah, sure yeah. that it gets sent as directly to people as possible. It's just, you know, you're yeah. you're alone. Like yeah. you're you're alone, you're out in public. You you know. That's I, th- I think that's a perfectly reasonable compromise. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, so if I'm if I'm going for a walk, sometimes I'll keep the mask on all the time just because it's kind of a hassle. But mm. I think if I was doing something more physically exerting, then I would I would make right. that call. Hey, gyms, gyms are opening up on Tuesday. 
in New Jersey, you have to wear a mask when you're inside the gym. Yeah, what is it, 25% capacity, I think? 25% yeah. capacity, you have to wear a mask even when working out. It was within hours of seeing that tweet that I sent my official uh, cancellation to Planet Fitness because there is no way that I will be charged for being able to go to a gym that is allowing one out of every four people to go in. Yeah. Uh, simply not going to happen. I will continue to work you, out you know, at home. Thank you. You know what? Planet Fitness, one out of four people, that's pretty much their, what they get anyway. So. hey <laughs> hey you. Yeah, I was. Well, yeah. I, honestly, following Governor Murphy on Twitter is the most, is the closest I've ever been to being like, I need to stop. Like, I just need to get off social media altogether. Like, I need to throw my phone into the ocean and then walk into the desert. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like all of the responses to everything he tweets is all it's because people don't understand. <laughs> it's so frustrating not to mm-hmm. not to, uh, you know, stomp all over the bodega. We're like, in the bodega. Anything <laughs> but, goes. Yeah. <laughs> anything just, goes. just you better pay for those Skittles that you're holding. Sean. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I but they. uh but like it's so frustrating to read through all the responses of people who are just like, well, you said this different thing last week. And it's like, yeah, bud, because information is constantly changing. Yeah. yeah. Like you have I, you have the situation changes. And so you make determinations based on where we are right now, guy. Yeah. It's a very childlike way to, to go about it. Because I, I have a, a neighbor who I'm, I'm friends with and, you know, we, we chat periodically and even, you know, Months ago, uh, maybe like two months after this started, uh, you know, he, he was saying stuff like, well, you know, first they said uh, we're going to be in for like, you know, six weeks to flatten the curve. And now they're saying like 10 weeks. And it's like, well, you know, he already said the one thing. I'm like, yeah, man, sometimes things change. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes, uh, you know, if mom says, you know, we can have popsicles later tonight and then you go to the store and they're out of popsicles. You, you don't get to hold that over, you know, you're 30 years later, you're not holding it over your mom like that one time you <laughs> said popsicles and the store is out of popsicles, you fucking liar. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. Sometimes things change. And, and, and Sean, the, 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 God, the, the, the responses to Murph on Twitter. Um, I think I, I, I put this on Twitter at some point cause he, he put up a tweet about how, um, how like it was the first time we hadn't had any new deaths, uh, in, in months. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened maybe three or four weeks ago. It was like the first time we hadn't had any new deaths in months in New Jersey. And people responded to it with like, oh, but so we're allowed to go in restaurants now, right? Uh, or, and we're allowed to go to like mm-hmm. bars now, right? And I think I put on Twitter, it was, like, it was as if he had tweeted out no arson in the last 30 days. And people were like, so why can't I put out, you know, have a fire in my house? Like, <laughs> it was as if, it's like, but guys, Correlation and causation. Yeah. Like, this is there's a direct connection between what you were asking you to do and this is it's it's I, infuriating. I had yes. I had I had a friend on Facebook uh, complain uh, and and write people who wear the masks while driving are the reason we have seatbelts or something like that. Which I was like, this is you, you're an idiot. Why does it matter to you? Mm-hmm. Um. Because uh, they're, I guess they're bad drivers. I don't fully remember, but they were this just insistent. take that we don't need seatbelts. <laughs> no, the, the take, the take is if you wear a mask while driving, you're a bad driver or something, and you're going to cause an accident. What? I don't really know. There, there. It was a bad take, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you are like this poor construction. This, 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 the same person then shared the absolute coldest take on this deadliest virus in the world. Where's all the hazmat boxes collecting all the masks that we have to wear? 
Wait. Yeah. So, so because we have so, to wear oh, a face mask. Deadly. Oh. No, because we have to wear a face mask, and doctors, when they do surgery, put a face mask on, and when they're done, they throw it into a hazmat box to throw it away. So he thinks it's that kind of deadly, where... <laughs> like... he, he, he doesn't understand that the hazmat is because there could be blood or whatever on the mask from the surgery mm-hmm. that's being thrown away into the hazmat. It's, it's absolutely it's, wild. It's like... like well, Brian, Brian, in a bodega past, Brian also brought up the wearing masks while driving. And like, you don't know the situation. For example, I, uh, a friend of mine um, has a friend of mine. I had to drive. She she needed to go to the uh, to an appointment over in Philly. And so she couldn't find anyone to take her. And. We live right by her. So I was like, you know, I can do it. And she is immunocompromised. So it was like, we have to be as she was like somebody who has been quarantining strictly and lives by and lives close by. And I, I not to brag, but I fit that. (laughs) Uh, So, but like, but like, so we, she, I went and picked her up and we both wore masks in the car because we don't live in the same house. And like, Mm -hmm. it was, it's, it's the being that close together isn't, isn't the safest but it was something that had to happen and so you take all the precautions that you have which includes wearing a mask when you're right next to each other so like mm-hmm. so like you saying like oh why are you wearing a mask in the car you don't know if that's the case yeah. or if they just went to a drive through and they were like I put on like I put on my mask yeah. when I go to Dunkin Donuts because it's freaking courteous you know what I mean like you just mm-hmm. put it on and uh and so like you don't know if I just went to Dunkin Donuts and I live a minute from Dunkin Donuts so maybe I didn't want to take it off in the minute like it's just kind of a hassle to take it off especially since I wear glasses and my glasses always fucking come off when I take off my mask like it's just like it's so dumb guys yeah. just freaking wear masks exactly Stop going out I'm so mad about it all the time I hate seeing pictures on Facebook of people going to the beach and being like all like just be ha- I hate seeing regular summer pictures like I'm gonna be so resentful of it for so long. I think. Yeah. Just being yeah. like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. If you it's... people ruin football season for me, <laughs> because you had to go for a, rent a twenty-person beach house in Stone Harbor, and now I can't watch the Eagles because freaking like De- Deontay Burnett came to your house and now he got the whole team <laughs> sick. I'm gonna be furious, man. I, yeah. I'm going to be livid. <laughs> I, I I got pizza for dinner today, and while I'm I I go there, and the app said it was ready, so I went to go pick it up. And as I'm in there, they're like it's not ready yet, just stand off to the side and wait. So there's me and this other guy waiting for our food, and he's like ten feet away. And I look over, he's wearing an Eagles hat, and I'm like, over under, we get a full season. He's like, it's not happening, man. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. See, I, I don't know. Like, I, we might get a question about the NFL. I don't want to go too off the of base. They they have done a relatively good job. Uh, of testing proactively they had 75 uh potential positive tests and then the next like about a week or earlier this week and the very next day they were concerned all of them were false positives um i don't know what they are doing they are them and the nhl are like the two leagues where it seems to be no problem at this point mm-hmm. now we'll see what happens when they have to start traveling for games because they don't have yeah. a bubble um, NHL's got a bubble, NBA's got a bubble, baseball doesn't, and baseball has had a bunch of problems. So, um, yeah. we will find out. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I think, any uh, thoughts on Brian's bodega, or shall we? Uh, n- next time we come to the bodega, I want some gluten free rolls here on my sandwich. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah the, the bodega is well known for their robust, gluten-free uh, <laughs> section selection. Uh, what's our next question, Sean? Our next question is uh, submitted by Emily Cooper. Does buying a house make you an adult? And there's also a follow-up from Mary. If you had to pick a criteria for adulthood, what would it be? We can get to that later, but I just wanted to put it out there so I didn't forget. Okay. So does buying a house make you an adult? No. I, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say buying a house makes you an adult cuz like, look at us. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's there's there's so many reasons why you can't buy a house that to be like, "Oh, well, buying a house is the only is the the last step to get to adulthood is is like kind of a bad take in my opinion. I, 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 I agree with that, but I don't think that's what Emily's saying. I'm think I think she's asking if the act of buying a house in itself makes you an adult. Like if you didn't have like not that it's the only way to like it's not the only key that unlocks adulthood, but is that if if nothing else at the end of buying a house, is that like a thing that there are probably many things that end up with you being an adult, but is buying a house one of them? I think it will absolutely reset your priorities. Um, mm. See, it's interesting because I think the house is almost a culmination. Like, unless you are gifted a large sum of money, mm-hmm. um, you know, typically you have you've you know had some work. You have you have uh, you've saved money. You've you've been scrupulous about you know picking out where you want to live and where you want to make roots. Um, and so, and then when you buy the house, you then have a set of priorities where like, well, now I have to maintain the house. I have to save money so that. Uh, in case something breaks, you know, I can replace it or I can fix it or something like that. So I think it, it enforces a lot of adult uh, responsibilities and an adult set of priorities. So um, I, I will say generally, yes, uh, that it, it does make you an adult or it at least uh, what it does is it's almost like when you enter the Boy Scouts, like you're like a tenderfoot adult. Like, and, <laughs> and, and then when you've like finally like, you know, raised children if you decide to have children or you just you know you make it to retirement or something like that that's when you like finally get your your mm-hmm. eagle scout or something well, I, like that so yeah, like the I, first rung of adulthood yeah i think i think buying a house is like you put together the skills that make you an adult in order to accomplish this task yeah so and i don't should think be very clear it is not a requirement that you own a house. if you no. want to rent your whole life go to town you can absolutely be an adult it's, doing it that, is like, yeah it's a, it is a, it is you're not building whatever uh, you're not building it. You're not, it's not an investment to rent, but also you're probably you. It's a similar cost at the end of the day. It's yes. fine. Renting is fine. Buying a house is overrated. I'm glad I have a house, but <laughs> yeah, different times. Yeah. Um, so with Mary's question, then um, what other criteria would you say makes you an adult? Is there another like marker in your life? I don't know because there's there's so many things like having a kid doesn't make you an adult because there are you can have a kid as a teen and you're not an adult now you're still a, a child with a kid, right? Um, oh, on on the level purchase of, of your first circular saw, <laughs> I'm not an adult it, yet. When yep, tick tick, you, you become an adult when you get excited to get household things and not video games and other things for your birthdays or Christmas gifts. So, That's actually a really, really good uh, 
mm-hmm. piece of criteria there. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, I agree. I noticed in the last five years, like my fo- my folks still ask me like what I want. It's like, oh, you have a Christmas list, and and it has migrated from you know ten years ago where I'm like, I want a like a Kevin Curtis Eagles jersey and a copy of of, of this CD, and now it's like, well. My uh, my shirt size is sixteen by thirty four, thirty five, <laughs> and <laughs> now don't get me wrong. You're still allowed to want those childish type things for your birthdays and Christmases and whatever. But being an adult is being excited that you got an entire cast iron kitchen set for your birthday, mm-hmm. rather than like, True. oh, I m- would have much rather had this video game. Like I, I have a wok and a Dutch oven and a cast iron pan that I got for my birthday this year. I was ecstatic for. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think being an adult is choosing the responsible thing over like choosing the long-term responsible choice over the immediate gratification choice. That's Mm -hmm. what being an adult is. Being an adult is being like, okay, I could buy, you know, I could buy an ice cream right now, or I can save that $5 and, you know, in, I know I'm going to get like a better ice cream later. Like that's what being an adult is, is being like, is looking at, or being like, I could buy, I could spend $50 on a video game, or I have a job interview in a couple weeks. I need to buy some, I need to buy new clothes and buying the clothes instead of the video game. Like that's what being an adult is, is making the responsible choice. The majority of the time, not all of the time, because mm-hmm. I still make dumb fucking choices. <laughs> I, I consider myself an adult and I make shitty choices all the time. But I, mm-hmm. I, I have another good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Putting together a grocery shopping list instead of just impulse shopping when you go. Mm-hmm. That's pretty plan. good. That is pretty good. Uh, there, there was definitely a period in my early 20s where I had just I walked into the store with like you know, $20 and a vague understanding of what I needed. Uh, and it was just like, what can we do with this 20? Here we go. <laughs> Probably about three to four years ago, there was a time that uh, I would go food shopping or I would not necessarily go food shopping, but just go to ShopRite at least four to five times a week, mm. like on my way home from work or whatever to pick up whatever I was going to cook or have for dinner that day. And now, like, especially during COVID, I go once every two, two and a half weeks. Yeah. I put together a list because I need to know what I need. Yeah. Got to be organized. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a different criteria than the two of you. Those are really good, really good picks. Um, I will say it's when you have a full appreciation of the wonders of jazz. <laughs> and... Uh, no, I, th- I think um, I don't know. I I, I, I think generally, like you, you, some of your music tastes will change, things like that. Um, I don't know. I I, I, I don't think there's a the, the two the pieces that you guys came up with are good. I can't really think of a good one. Like, yeah, I I don't think there's there is really like a one criteria for being an adult because even even as I said, it's making the responsible choice. Sometimes I feel like. I have I have those moments where I'm, it's like midnight and I'm like I'm just gonna drink I'm just gonna eat a bowl of cereal because I'm an adult who gives a shit you know what I mean like nothing mm-hmm. matters and I, there is no such thing time doesn't exist and that, mm-hmm. that makes me feel like an adult too so I don't know yeah. I honestly don't know I think having that knowing that you deserve a I think when you make when you make that decision to say I am doing this because I haven't you know like for example eating a bowl of cereal at 12 midnight or, you know, Mm -hmm. 
you know, staying up late and playing video games for the first time in like weeks. Um, you know, making that, recognizing it and saying, you know, I haven't done this in a while. This is when I get it out of my system. And then I'm going to, you know, resume my normal responsible activities the following day, sort of recognizing that instead just being like, well, it's another Saturday. So it's another night of, of me getting drunk and, you know, Mm -hmm. just watching whatever. Uh, I, I think parsing that out is, is part of being an adult as well. Yeah. But how do we know? We're not there yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it's like an act of doing something. It's an act of recognizing something being an adult. Like mm-hmm. you recognize that you're happy to get this stuff or that you, like, like everything we've said is like, oh, I recognize this mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm an adult now because of I like, I want to do this. It's I, I recognize these are the things I want now. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's also uh, it's a mark of an adult when you start unironically saying "Happy Friday" to people. <laughs> uh, also, also see you next year when you leave work on uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Any of that, you're you're all, you're you're an adult at that point. When you say uh, when you, when somebody tells you how much something is, you go, oh, it "Sounds fair. <laughs> it's fair. It's reasonable." <laughs> but fair. you you are an adult when somebody <laughs> asks you what time it is and you say, "Time to get a watch." <laughs> no, that means you're like 70. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what's our next question, Sean? Um, our next question is vodka versus gin versus whiskey versus rum. Which is best from John Tursich? Vodka, whiskey, rum, and what was the third or one? Or gin. Gin, okay. Gin. So gin is like the most universally used in cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, vodka... It's interesting because there was a period vodka is simultaneously like I, I'm sure this is the way it is with all liquors, but like vodka is simultaneously like the thing that you can get super cheap uh, when you're younger uh, mm-hmm. and get like a really terrible kind of and it becomes your favorite liquor then. But you can then feasibly grow up and be like, you know, I want like a glass of Tito's and mm-hmm. it's still like classy <laughs> enough to where you can be like, I'm going to sip on this. Yeah, you can um, get some Grey Goose or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. Tito's is fancy. I only get Uh, it because it's corn. It's not wheat. It's like a a mid-tier. Like that. That's you shouldn't be making. You shouldn't be making like jungle juice out of Tito's. Okay. You should be. You should be using Tito's for something else. Um, Maybe it's more like the working man's thing. Like like um, like like shots during uh, jorts. If you you can't be shot. well shots during jorts, uh, did I do shots of Tito's at jorts? I, I did shots of Tito's during jorts. Oh man, you took shots of that. Oh, <laughs> I, I had I, it was. It, I had a bottle sitting in my freezer for like three years, so I was like, you know what? Oh, sure. uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would not pick tequila. I'm not a tequila guy. Um, well, that's good because it wasn't one of the. <laughs> the options. Oh, was it? Was it vodka, gym, vodka, rum, gin, oh, gin, rum, whiskey, rum, and whiskey. I wouldn't pick rum. Just proactively, it's not tequila. <laughs> I agree. It's definitely not tequila. <laughs> um, uh, you say rum? I, it's not rum. Rum, I, okay. I don't I don't find enough variance in it. I used to like rum a lot more than I do now. Yeah, that was a, that was a college drink. Like rum and coke is like that was that was the thing. I, the collection of Bacardi bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just like try every part of the Bacardi rainbow, and it's and now it's like, oh god, it's all great. I I love <laughs> a good I love a good rum and coke, but, but like I haven't really had it in a long time because I I know when I drink it, I get myself so sick because I drink so many of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's not from the rum. It's from so, so much carbonation and soda. What is... Uh, it's, does, a, does a pina colada have rum in it? Uh, are, yeah, it's like Malibu are, rum. Those are fucking good. <laughs> um, but it's not rum. I think, honestly, mm. I think whiskey is probably the best only because it's the only one that I will drink by itself. And that's pretty much it. Like for me, like vodka, I I'm I'm assuming there's going to be a point when I like can have different types of vodka and appreciate them in their own way. And the same with gin, but like Manhattans are fucking gross or not Manhattans. uh, Martinis are gross. Um, I think whiskey is probably the best because I because as of right now I can appreciate it the most. Like I know that I have a taste in what kind of whiskey I like and things like that. And with whiskey, you also have the variants. You have Scotch whiskey. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he's trying to cover mm-hmm. that whole blanket of there, like Scotch and then bourbon and everything yeah. like that. But those are all whiskeys. Um, and I'm a bourbon guy. Uh, my my. As, as, as I have aged, my ability to have even a glass of bourbon without waking up with a slight headache the next morning has deteriorated significantly. <laughs> um, however, I still enjoy it as like, a, okay, it's a Saturday night, you know, it's just me and me and, and my wife, you know, we're just going to watch this movie. I'm going to have a, a glass of, of Maker's Mark. I'm going to have a glass of, of what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, like you, Sean, I've sort of found like a little bit of a niche with like a little bit of the spicier uh bourbons that i like Mm -hmm. so i will also say whiskey i'm gonna have to go with rum i've never really you fucking heathen (laughs) i well first i've never had gin i don't think i've ever Mm. had gin that's not true i made you a gin and tonic once did you uh, yeah i did one time in the plant during a pizza night but oh but but that doesn't doesn't really count because they don't like a gin i don't know I mean, it like, counts, but when when I was younger, my go-to drink was always a rum and coke. Mm-hmm. And now, when there's an open bar, unless there's specialty drinks, it is wine or rum and coke. Mm. So I'm just I'm gonna have to go with rum just on that. Yep, I think my, when there's an open bar, I'm always going gin and tonics because they taste kind of bad, and so I don't drink them as fast. <laughs> it's like well, a it's sip and drink. Th- and there's that little bit of things like, well, I'm drinking tonic water, so I'm like replenishing myself and <laughs> drinking water with it. So it's obviously better. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm, I think the, the real thing is just I'm not pounding G&Ts. Like I'm just I'm no. drink, I'm sipping them. But whiskey yeah. is is the ultimate sipping drink. And oh, yeah, that's that's my thing. Yeah. 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 Full palate, you know, swishing around your mouth. Um, any other thoughts or shall we? move on none of us uh so we none of us consider vodka no uh, i'm not i'm not there yet i i don't i don't consider vodka a sipping thing at all it's should you got to get a a good one like tito's yeah uh no um (laughs) but uh, yeah you you can't be sipping like like smirnoff yeah uh, or like burnett's or whatever those 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 like 15 to 20 dollar bottle like if you can get it in a plastic bottle you can't be sipping it on or or was it was it sky that's the blue bottle and they have all the different flavored ones yeah yeah (laughs) sky that's very svetka svetka oh my god i got the first time i ever blacked out was on svetka uh the only i think maybe the only time i ever blacked out i don't have a problem (laughs) matt do you and jenna still have that uh red white and blue bottle of smirnoff i believe we do not 
Uh, no. Yeah, it a, yeah, red, white, and blue Smirnoff is like some bizarre, like blueberry flavored. Uh, they they couldn't even call it vodka because it didn't have a high enough ABV to be classified as vodka. <laughs> so it was like it was like a vodka beverage of some sort. I think it was like twenty five percent ABV. Uh, look, it was a cool uh bottle to bring down to Firefly. Uh, it was a cool thing to do shots of. We don't have it anymore. I don't know. It, I don't know who disposed it, of it. It was a cool bottle to bring down to Firefly. Every Firefly. <laughs> Did we bring it down every Firefly? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was the same bottle every year. Oh my god. Uh, well, I know we brought down that UV. That was the other one. Was the UV blue oof, vodka oof, because oof. uh my my wife enjoyed uh the it was the blueberry vodka and ginger ale uh mixture. And uh, and then eventually we grew up and <laughs> didn't enjoy it anymore because it's just a foul tasting beverage. Uh, and also uh, unusually sticky for vodka. <laughs> like, like it, 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 it very was so sweet. much sugar. It's very sugary. Um, yeah. Anyway, v- v- vodka is a young person's drink or a very old rich person's drink. Yes, that is very true. That is very yes. true. Yes. What do we got next, Sean? Uh, our the penultimate question for this session, or for this? Wait, really? Episode? Yeah, really? we, got, we I only feel had like, that many. I feel like we only right. had like four questions already. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I can check, but I'm pretty sure I'm right that it's only this many. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's like missing an email. It says, "Crap, part two. Don't forget to read this." Well, well, what happened last, like a couple times ago, when I was reading the questions, my just it just all of them didn't load, and I was like, "We're done," but it, really, there were three more. So anyway, uh, uh, this question from Emily Cooper: uh, Should you paint the ceilings? Should you paint ceilings the same colors that you paint your walls? And explain. Why not? Or why? So I know our ceilings have a different paint color than our walls. Um, I'm assuming it has something to do with lighting and shadows. Um, uh, I, I'm fairly certain that you you want to paint. I think it gets really claustrophobic if you paint everything the same color. Mm-hmm. So like the room I'm in right now has gray walls and white ceiling. And I also think it helps to like make the ceiling seem further away. So it opens up. It gives you vertical space. So your room seems taller. I think. Yeah. I think it, if you painted all one color, I, th- I I honestly think it would feel like a prison. Yeah. It, I I feel like uh, if it's if it's like an all white room, y- you're not gonna really feel that separation between wall and ceiling, and it's just gonna all melt together and just not generally look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yes, you should paint your wall and ceiling separate colors. So in our office here, I'm looking at it, and our walls in our house are pretty much all like this this sort of like eggshell white. Um, but I, I've know from having, you know, done touch up paint and everything like that, the, the ceilings are a little bit gray. And as I'm looking at it, like I would not have known it if I hadn't touched the paint on my own, uh, and, and used it uh, within the last couple of years, but looking at it now, I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty noticeable. If you look at the corner of the room, you know, it's like, okay, that's different. That is a slightly different color. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I would guess to your point, Sean, it does have something to do with like the, just, just to give the room some structure, I guess. Yeah. So, well, it's like yeah. having an accent wall. Yeah. Like you have to do it like, you know, it doesn't have to be like, all right, it's green. So your feeling has to be like, you know, magenta. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Uh, maybe do something that complements the color that's on your wall. Um, yeah. But do something different. Yeah. I, I honestly, I just, I just think your room would look incredibly boring and it would just feel small. And I don't like that. 
So that's 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 the explanation for why I think you should uh, yeah paint your ceiling a different color. I feel hmm. like every ceiling in my house is white. I feel like a different color would be weird too. My hmm. my my entire house is covered in this terrible looking uh, uh, wood paneling, and all my ceilings are kind of drops uh, panel ceilings. So hmm. like they they can't match at all. Hmm. So like I don't really have that issue and can't really reference anything right now. <laughs> Well, like, you're, oh, it's, they're very different. Yeah, yeah. It's a different. It's your. You have paneling and then the drop ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Why? What is? Why does drop ceiling exist? Is there like something above it? So squirrels can get uh, in there. Ooh, yes. Um, <laughs> squirrel <it's>, homes. <laughs> I I think it's just because of the age of the home. I'm not sure. Um, instead of just putting drywall up on the ceiling, they just put the panel on the ceiling instead. It was probably easier and more cost effective. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I I got nothing. We we had drop ceiling in uh in our in the basement of our old home in Exton. Uh it it the again, the only purpose it served was when we had a squirrel get into our house and get into uh and jump up into the scaffold not scaffolding, but like the, the joists in the house. Uh we could use the drops the squirrel fell out through the drop ceiling. Uh, so we would not have been able to ever get the squirrel out if it weren't for the drop ceiling. Like if the squirrel got into, you know, somehow got into the walls or the roof, the, the ceiling of our house in this one, we'd, we'd be screwed. We have to tear <laughs> the whole thing down, probably light the house on fire if we're being honest. Um, but with the drop ceiling, easy access to the squirrel. So I say pro drop ceiling. If you have a problem with critters. <laughs> yes. Bold <laughs> statement by me. What a take. What a take. Pro drop ceiling in case you get eroded in your house. Uh, so, any- sorry, Brian. We just had to come back to your bodega real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Brian. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot to pay for these Reese's pieces. Um, uh, any other thoughts on the painted ceiling, John? No. I think I think it, it seems the consensus is ceiling should be a different color than the rest of the walls. E- yeah. Even if it's just a slight off shape, mm-hmm. it should be a different yeah. color. Precisely. All right. Uh, that's all the questions we have, right, Sean? That is, that is not because, uh, <laughs> it's, it, so uh, first of all, first of all, I said penultimate. Second oh, of sorry, all, sorry, sorry, sorry. Second of all, I then, I texted, uh, Mary and I was like, there are five questions. And she was like, oh no, it got cut off. I'll send you the rest in a second. Uh, so <laughs> we were about to finish this episode in record time. And now yeah, we're on pace to have it be the longest one we've ever done. I think right now we're running close to 46 minutes. Ballpark. <laughs> we're ballpark. Yeah, we're All right, so let's, let's do the, the, the next, original the, final question. The next, and then yeah, we'll the original final number. question. Um, would you not be able to feel like a man if your wife or girlfriend got you a job? That's from John Tursich. So I guess, no. would, would you feel emasculated if, you're, if your wife got you a job? No. No. I would not either. Uh, I've like, I think that's that's an antiquated yeah. view. I think I don't know the the way the economy is like, and whoever can make money should make money. You know what I mean? I think we're just mm-hmm. beyond that. We're like we can't worry about how whether or not we feel emasculated because it's like as long as one of us is making money, that's good. Yeah, it's a good thing. I don't give a shit who it is. Because we both want to live. Yeah, it's it. Who, whoever you get your job from, whether it's your wife or somebody, like you sh- it shouldn't make you feel emasculated because you're getting a job, like 
why why would it be a negative that your your wife got you a job like yeah i think it seems that seems like an like an older man thing where yeah. it's like oh i had to my had to let my wife help me i wasn't a man but it's like it gives a shit like that doesn't i don't know i think i think we're in a different headspace now yeah it's it's also like this idea like nobody has gotten a job 100% on their own merits. Uh, there are some instances where people have gotten it all. Uh, you know, th- th- there's some instances where that happens in a lot of situations. It is, it's, it's that old saying, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like it's, it's, it's the network that you've built, whether it's personal, mm-hmm. professional or otherwise. And listen, part of your personal network is your spouse. Um, if you get your wife a job, if you get your husband a job, your partner, your boyfriend, girlfriend, what have you, that's part of, that, that's that's part of they're vouching for your character as a human being mm-hmm. uh, to to the employer. So no, yeah. I I would not consider that self emasculating. My, my wife and I are in different industries, so I haven't had this this direct issue. Um, but when I was going to grad school, I I had two of my colleagues, one that I work with uh, in my day job, and one that I that I worked with in college. Um, two colleagues who were women who who referred to me, uh, wrote me re- letters of recommendation for for graduate school, and I wasn't like, you know. The freaking tail between my legs like oh i had a woman help me like it's it's, <laughs> it's like the 50s man like it's it's that's it's it's i yeah i can't wrap my head around it no i would not feel any shame by that i i feel like it it, it kind of runs in line with the same thing as like a guy doesn't ask for directions type of thing too like my dad still looks up how to get somewhere pulling a map out where i turn around and i ask my phone hey how do i get somewhere mm-hmm I'm like, you know what? I'll ask Siri, a girl. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What a loser. (laughs) God. Yeah. This is an old trope. I, I, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. Mary has made more money than me the entire time we've been together and like fucking Mm -hmm. good. Now we have more money. Like I don't give a shit. (laughs) As is my wife. And that's, that's fine. Cause Jen's job way more important than mine. So (laughs) uh, that's also how I feel. Yeah. Boom. Um, any other thoughts on this or shall we move on? I think we can move on. Move on. Can we move on? (laughs) There are three questions. There are three more questions. All right, here we go. Um, have you ever used Facebook marketplace? What was your experience? I, I have, I've used it several times and to buy or sell both. Okay. Uh, Or no, I've never bought. I've only ever sold. Hmm. Um, and I've I've never had a bad experience. Uh, everyone has been kind and like respectful of like, hey, I I don't want you to come to my house. I'll meet you somewhere. Like, I don't trust people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sold like I I sold uh, uh, tons of like like two thousand magic cards. I sold uh, a, a a crate for a dog training. I sold a mattress. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I've I've never been ripped off. I've never had anyone give me bad reviews. Like, it's it's worked pretty well. I had one time when I was selling the, the the training crate for the dog, I had to take it apart and put it in my car. And like, I I meet the guy at at the Deptford Mall, and I give him the crate, and I go home. And like midnight, he he sends me a message. Hey, I, I'm having trouble putting this together. Am I missing something? And it keys to me that I forgot to give him the rods that need to stick into the four corners. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I will meet you as close as you want me to near your house 
right now at midnight to give you these rods. I felt terrible. Yeah. He, he lived out towards like the Blackwood area. I drove all the way out to Blackwood at midnight to give him the rest of these things. Like, mm-hmm. it, well, yeah. I think people in general are fairly chill with kind of stuff like that. They're like, all right. Yeah. yeah then they're pretty like, I think people are pretty um, understanding when stuff like that happens, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you guys? I've not used it for anything. Um, I know friends who have used it for selling. Uh, I, I have uh, our, our mutual friend, David Bennett, when he was moving, uh, used Facebook Marketplace to, to get rid of some of the stuff in his house when he moved. Um, my issue is so it's it's not like I there's no aversion to Facebook Marketplace as an actual marketplace. It seems perfectly safe and reasonable and no no less uh no less safe than like craigslist or anything like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um my my thing is more uh when we have done purges of of items in our house where it's like all right we're cleaning up the whole upstairs we're gonna get rid of x y and z and we come up with like a pile of stuff that we're gonna get rid of and either we donate it or or try to sell it um and i usually use ebay and the only reason i use ebay for that is because uh there is always a non-zero chance that there is an item that i'm going to sell that my mother is going to find and say, I gave that to you for Christmas six years ago. And uh, I simply mm-hmm. do not need to run that risk uh, in, in my life. Uh, so I will, uh, and that goes for family, friends, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just like, because I, I, I might have genuinely forgotten. I was just like, oh, I haven't used this thing for forever, you know? So so that's the main reason why I haven't done it is just like, I, I don't need that. Like, why are you trying to get rid of this kind of, mm-hmm. kind of thing? Okay. How about you, Sean? Um, I don't think I specifically have used it. I've used eBay before for a similar reason, but I, I have, we have gotten though, after Alice was born, there are a lot of situations where, um, moms or families will get rid of their, uh, baby's clothes. So you get a bunch, you'll get like just kind of a lot of like nine month old clothes for like very cheap. And so that's really good for when you have a baby and they grow out of fo- clothes so quickly that it's just like, it's kind of a re- revolving cycle. And you're like, all right, here's a, here's just like a five pound sack of clothes. Yeah. And you kind of just, you, you buy it for like 20, 25 bucks and then you just go through and keep what you want. Whatever you don't, you just resell and it keeps going like that. So I th- we've used it for baby stuff and I think we got like a swing or something like that. But in general, yeah. But so like, I haven't used it for anything for me specifically, but our family has mostly for baby things. Because it's the easiest way to get baby shit. Yeah, hmm. it's I, I I also use it for like 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 Matt said if you're if you're like trying to purge the house, like I had a chair that was that I haven't really sat in in four years, that was just sitting there for extra seating in case someone came over, that like sat on Facebook Marketplace for three years, and mm-hmm. I recently threw it out because I was like I, this isn't going anywhere and I don't use it. It's uncomfortable. mm Hmm. Yeah, but all of yeah. my experiences with Facebook Marketplace have been great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Most excellent. Uh, what What do we got next, Sean? The next question, which I feel like is directed specifically at me, which is weird because, or at my my bedroom in specific, specifically, which is weird because Mary compiled these questions, is how many empty glasses or water bottles are in your bedroom currently? And <laughs> I need to, I'm in my bedroom, so I'm going to count Signs them. nonsense. Uh, so empty on. glasses or bottles of, of liquid, water, whatever. Yes. All I'm right. not going to count the two that I have for this podcast, but hold on. I, I will be, ri- I'm going to be right back. <laughs> I would think it would be much more of mine because the the office that I'm recording in is also the office that I that I work in. 
But uh, I, I generally do a pretty good job of like trying to keep it pretty clear. So right now, all I've got is my half-drinking uh, souvenir cup uh, full of water uh, for the show, uh, as well as my, I, my stainless steel cup for, for wine. I think the question, uh, and I can't verify because he's counting cups, was in your bedroom, not in your office. Oh, my bedroom? I've, I have no idea. Uh, usually, there's at least one. Um, because Jenna likes to uh, to drink tea before bed and, you know, we'll basically drink most of it, leave it up there and then go to sleep. Um, so, yeah, for bedroom, maybe one. I, if I had to guess. I can conf- confidently say zero to three. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> confidently, it could be because- any of these four choices. <laughs> But it, it is it is more likely zero, but there might be like a, a soda bottle hidden under my bed that I don't know of that might have been sitting there for a while or whatever. But mm. I do not bring cups or glasses up into my room, except for very specific situations. What is um, it about? Like so, so what is it about people that makes people just like I'm going to fill this half drinking glass of water and then just never bring it downstairs? Like and that's. <sighs> That's that's why I don't do it because I know that like I won't finish it and I'll forget it up in my room. So like I will drink a smaller glass before I go to bed, leave it on the counter, and go upstairs. Mm-hmm. If I need another cup, it's either I'm gonna suck it up, suck it through the suck it out through the, or stick it out through the night and not get a drink, or I couldn't figure out what I was trying to say. <laughs> Look, fourteen percent ABV is starting to actually work. <laughs> um. But I'm going to, like, stick it out through the night and just not drink anything else, or I'm going to wake myself up and go downstairs and get a drink. Well, Sean, since this question was presumably directed towards you, uh, take take us into the mind of an alleged serial glass lever. Here is the thing. I don't understand why Mary asked this question, because it is putting herself on blast. (laughs) Currently, currently, and I'm I'm not joking, there are 20 empty glasses or bottles in our room. 20. 20. Three of them are mine. One is a glass that's next to my, that's on my nightstand for when I take my medicine. One is one that I, I legitimately forgot. And the other one is the water bottle I take out in the morning that's only in the house. So I don't have to go out to the car to fill it up before I leave in the morning. So the other 17. <laughs> are they bottles? Are they all glasses? There is. There are like three or four bottles. There's one like um, like uh, there, there's like four bottles. All the rest are glasses. I'm all I am. I don't know why she put this question in. So is, because, is, she, try, is she trying to find somebody who's going to agree with her and say, like, actually, it's actually, was she gunning for me to go say actually, there's 20 glasses? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I've also got 20 glasses in my bedroom, so we're good. <laughs> I, no, no. No, man. I, I hate it. I, like, <laughs> like the, the image in my head right now with this question and, and the way you're expressing it, Sean, is uh, I, I, I don't know if I said it on the session la- or on any of the episodes last session, but I bought a bunch of cards that you just draw a card and it comes up with a topic for a podcast. They're called pod decks. <laughs> I think Mary pulled the card, saw it, probably sighed and put it down anyway because it was the card she pulled. That's that's the image in my head. It's either that or, like Matt, she was like, someone's going to agree with me. And guess what? Nobody fucking agrees. No. Why uh, these... uh, Okay. Yeah. 
It's like when you like you're like into something real weird and you like bring it up openly and then yeah. it's like anyone, anyone? Yeah. No, just me. All right, did I'm you, going home. Did you guys <laughs> did you guys see that uh that D D uh smut that somebody wrote on, on Amazon Marketplace? So sexy. <laughs> I mean, anyone? Like, presumably. That that dragonborn bard, anyone? Yeah. No, no, you no, all got no. the latest issue, right? <laughs> uh, so interesting choice by Mary. Uh, <sighs> and so ultimately, the the main purpose it seems like is if we actually have like a sign situation where it turns out uh, aliens are here, but they can be destroyed by water. And having all these half uh, drank glasses are they are they empty or do they have liquid in them? Uh, that's a good question. Because th- if I they had liquid say- in them, then at least you can you know hit it you know. Pitch it at the alien, or like hit it with a baseball bat. Yeah, and I think s- swing away, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a majority of them are empty, but mm-hmm. there are a. Uh, I don't know what is a majority. There are so many glasses. Majority. I didn't realize there were this many. <laughs> it's because they're all on her side of the bed, so I didn't know. I was so like, I have 10. like, I have like one on my side, and I'm like, I'm such a mess. Oh my yeah. goodness, what is going on? What is <laughs> yeah. happening? Maybe they're just reproducing by budding. Yeah, over there. It's actually she only had two glasses, and they just keep. It's like a bunch of a bunch of uh, glasses just cloning themselves. Uh, what a disastrous question for Mary. Really bad yeah. job by her. Yeah. Thank uh, you for compiling the questions, Mary. Yeah. Good work, and you should be ashamed of yourself. The last time she ever does question. The final, the final, the actual final question. All right. Uh, what was the last takeout that you ordered? Well, I, oh, boy. I, I just had pizza. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So my wife and I have a couple gift cards. We actually have, like, designs on, like, where we're going to order out from the next time we get takeout. Um, but as far as the last time, I, oh. I don't remember. It might have been. Wait, takeout, not delivery. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um. Takeout would have been, it might have been uh, Jay's Asian Cuisine uh, around the corner here in, in Cherry Hill. Uh, I remember the last time I went to go pick something up. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. I, I picked up uh, DoorDash. I p- went and practically picked up DoorDash from uh, the Silver Diner mm. uh, around the corner. Got, you know, it's like a burger, and uh, I think my wife got a, got a wrap or a, a, a chicken sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been it, though. It was just... You know, we were just phoning it in that night and uh, went and picked that up. You know, diner food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, Rich, you just got pizza tonight. Yeah, yeah. I went. I went and picked up the pizza because uh, I wanted to save seven dollars from taxes and and fees and tip because delivery is goddamn expensive for mm-hmm. me. Yep. And the yeah. place you is less, like ten dollars by going to pick it up yourself. Like the, the the place is less is about a six minute drive from my house. Mm-hmm. The time that it takes for me to get there, pick up my food, come back is faster than it would be on delivery, and costs nowhere near as much as it would in gas as it does with delivery. So mm-hmm. it just makes more sense to go get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. Do you know where the last time is that you got takeout, Sean? What'd you get? Uh, What'd you get? get? It's probably also pizza, honestly. Hmm. It's probably just a pizza day. I don't know. Because we haven't, I haven't like picked up food in so long. Hmm. Oh, we did pick up pizza on the way home. Uh, We we went for a day trip to Sea Isle City about a month ago. Um, And on our way back, uh, we we picked up pizza on the way. Um, 
Mm-hmm. That that might have been the actual last time that we did take out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably it was it was still probably pizza. It, like mm-hmm. it probably pizza, but like months and months ago when I like we like ordered from the place at the end of our street and I went and picked it up. But we've yeah. got we've been getting a lot of delivery. Just leave it on our porch. Yeah, we're yeah. approaching peak delivery season. Uh, mm-hmm. Fall fall winter uh, in the current uh, COVID environment. Uh, it's yeah. gonna be big time delivery season. Let me oh, yeah. tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the takeout thing? No, I love it. Dude, takeout's nope. good. Takeout is, you know, it gets me out of the house because otherwise I wouldn't leave the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever excuse you can find. Um, all right. So that was the last question. Yeah, Sean? That was the last question. Yes. All right. All right. Dude, we did, we did it. Another one. I uh, did. Man. Does anyone have a take? I do have a take. Please. All right. Or wait, did Richie have a take? Did Richie already give his take? Uh, Rich, if you got another take, go for it. Richie gave a take last. Oh, Richie time. gave a take. I, I, okay. I, I, get, I was I was about to start my rant on coffee, non-coffee drinkers again. Yeah. <laughs> you me too. These motherfuckers <laughs> still mad. Uh, all right. Uh, so we're gonna take a trip onto uh, Kaz's corner here, real quick. So. <clears throat> Uh, it's a, I'm going to start a little, a little somber, but I'm, I'm going to bring it around on this one. Uh, I promise this is going to fall within our usual purview of, of trying not to take things too seriously during the, the hot take. Do we need so, to sing the sob story song while you're doing this? Absolutely not. In fact, it would be in bad taste. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so look, I set the scene a little bit. We're all aware that, uh, that, that it's been, it's been a rough couple of months. We're in a rough period of time uh, as a country and as a, as a society, you know, obviously we have this, this world changing pandemic. Um, we've had months of, of, of social unrest as, as we're trying to, to reform a lot of the, the unfair and unjust systems in our society. Um, we have, uh, questionable leadership, uh, leading up to a presidential election that could be very immensely consequential, uh, to, to our lives and the lives of our, our future generations. Um, we, we, we know all that we are aware of all that. We talk about it every day. It's hard to avoid any of those issues. So if I just want to complain about like the fucking trash, not being picked up when it's supposed to be. It should be assumed that I know all of that other stuff. <laughs> like, it, I should not be, because I see people who either hold people to account for complaining about trivial stuff in the age of, of COVID, or people who feel obligated to say, yeah, like to say something about, like complaining about, like, you know, yeah, the, the, the cat threw up in the kitchen. It's like, I know it's the most important thing that happens. You know what? Don't demean yourself like that, <laughs> but it should be assumed. We're not, it's not going to be like, I complain about, uh, you know, just a, a menial task, like having to like take, Oh God, taking out the trash again. And somebody goes, Oh yeah, that's the most important thing going on right now. And me going, wait, w- what's the most important thing? What? Huh? What happened? I'm lost. I haven't been here for the last six months. Or me going, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't give yourself permission to complain about the menial stuff from time to time. (laughs) You know why? Because you're going to go fucking insane if all you do is think about the existential dread around you. Mm -hmm. Like it's a a mental thing as much as it is just laying off of people for a little bit. If you're let's say, look, it would be wonderful if you could 
actively do something to solve every one of these huge macro problems that face society. And, and listen, people do a lot of great things to solve problems like, you know, the, the environmental crisis, the COVID-19 pandemic, social injustice. But listen, the, the, those efforts are phenomenal. Sometimes you got to be at work, you know? Sometimes you got to be taking care of Jimmy. Maybe you have a family to take care of. Maybe you have a nine to five job or, or two jobs or three jobs uh, to keep a roof over you and your family's head. And you can't just wake up and be, you know, if you have this existential dread and you have this worry about things, you can't always just go to your boss and go, hey, listen, man, um, I'm just going to like leave. Um, so I can, uh, so I can address the social and racial, not everybody has that luxury. And so you're going to go bonkers if you sit at home and, or sit at your job and just dread about the the world around you. Sometimes it's easier to just be like fucking Karen always smacking her lips at her (laughs) desk. Sometimes it's just easier to do that. And it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine fine to complain about the menial stuff. The menial stuff hasn't magicked away because there's a pandemic or because we're, we're in catastrophic times socially. It's okay. And, and you don't need to, to qualify it with anything. You're just a human being living life, have the outlet and don't hold enough of the like, Oh boy, priorities or things like that. I know it sounds like I'm making a straw man, but I promise you that I've seen people who are like, yeah, this is the most important thing to be complaining about right now. Uh, regardless of, of the situation, just feel free to complain about the day to day without having to qualify it with, I know it's a pandemic. I know it's not as serious as this. I know it's not. Serious. We all know we're, we've all been there. Everybody's aware. Just go ahead. Let it out. Let it out. Mm-hmm. That's all. Agreed. <laughs> That's all. Well, it, yeah. I, like, I, I am. I, I have done some complaining during the past six months. Uh, and, and after, posting the complaint commenting or saying i understand there's worse things going on and this isn't the worst thing in the world what's affecting me but that i'm just annoyed at this aspect and i just want to complain about it and and like i agree with you because i there there are people out there that make me feel like i do have to say i know this isn't the worst thing in the world but this is affecting me negatively right now and i just want to complain about it because you could do it at all times, like if you want to, if you want to go by that logic, forget that there's a pandemic and you want to complain about something. Well, Jesus, you know, millions of people die every year from malaria. So don't mm-hmm. complain about anything anymore because people will complain <laughs> yeah, dying yeah. from malaria. It's, mm-hmm. I was, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to recently, but somebody was talking about the fact that, like, somebody always has it worse than you. That doesn't mean you can't have. An issue to complain about. Yeah, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you don't have perspective on things. It just means like it is in. It's not human nature to just go about your day to day life and constantly be thinking. Well, it, it, putting it in the absolute cosmic perfect priority. It is absolutely impossible. Road rage exists for that reason alone. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's mm-hmm. the reason that road rage exists because you can't possibly you can't constantly be thinking about like human rights abuses and you know. Jesus, Rwanda in the nineties while you're like, while while you're like just trying to make a left and nobody's letting you make a left. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. 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 You gotta, we gotta stop 
I, it's hard right now because everything is so macro, but like you, you mm-hmm. got to let people just blow off steam. I mean, you, it's unhealthy to only only complain about this, this the big stuff. That's like that's one. I, maybe that's that's one of the things that I think makes you an adult is realizing that like you have everybody has different levels of like what what's the thing? It's spoons. Is that what is that what it is? You have, oh my goodness. I just, I got myself into a... Spoons. Uh, like Spoons, the uh, the game where you grab spoons and send them flying across a room? No. It's, or, or when you play them on your knee and... Yeah. Uh, so the spoon theory okay. is a metaphor or neologism in regards to ego depletion and fatigue used to describe the amount of mental energy and physical energy a person has available for activities of living a productive task. Um, so basically it's a, it's a visual, like it's basically like each, each activity that you do requires a certain number of spoons. And so there's a pandemic going on. So most of your spoons are going towards that. However, so like if something small comes up and you're like, I can't handle this dumb small thing, it's because you have so much invested in everything else that's going on. It's like, I can't handle, I can't, it's like a really good example of it is like, I have a lot going on. And so I don't want to join like, a, here's a very good example is our Madden League. <laughs> the Madden League that I never played the games in. I didn't have enough spoons for the Madden League. Like That's so true. much it other, is, it is certainly time to play your Madden game. So, yeah, so, but so much other stuff was going on that I was like, I don't have enough mental bandwidth to also have this. So I was mm-hmm. like, I just I don't have the spoons for it, and mm-hmm. I didn't do it. And I think that's that's one of the things that like we have to we have to acknowledge as a as a society that so much big stuff is happening. We have to give everybody the uh, like everyone we're putting so much into the big stuff mm-hmm. that you can only complain about the small stuff like yes yeah. i people just give yes there's a fucking yeah. pandemic obviously but yeah. freaking i had my dog shit on my carpet that's still bad it yeah. doesn't make that any yeah. less annoying that's no. still an annoying thing you still i think somebody i was reading uh this is right after uh trump was was elected and uh i was reading a couple of of blog posts on uh, either Deadspin or Gawker and the comment section back then was not an absolute cesspool the way that comment sections usually are and somebody uh, made a very salient point which is just like listen you know I think I'm like a lot of people where it's like I'm absolutely devastated that this happened um, but at the end of, I still have a mortgage to pay you know I still have to mm-hmm. you know I have to go about my day-to-day life you know that that, that has not stopped and there are a lot of yeah. elements of our day-to-day life in this environment that have stopped but Look, you know, economic stuff set aside, you know, pretty much all of us have still bills to pay. Uh, we still have, you know, houses or, or, or homes or, or whatever to clean. We have people to care for. Uh, that all doesn't stop. And with all of that comes your day-to-day frustrations. So let it out, man. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. makes it seem normal to you. There's there's a Facebook group I'm in. It's called the Heroes Quarters. It started around quarantine and it was based off of like, uh, you could get a free booklet to fill out and it was a daily quote quest book mm-hmm. to help you like feel productive during quarantine because everyone's stuck inside. Uh, they have, they've started a thing on the page where you can put in my dragon for today or my dragon is, mm-hmm. and your dragon is like, you recognize He's made the- of stone and having sex with me right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's, um, 
it's that's a like, callback, by the way. I did not pull that out of uh, <laughs> you. It, the the dragon is like you recognize there's all these issues, but right now because it's heroes quarters, it's like fantasy based. You're the dragon you're fighting. This issue that's causing problems for you right now is this, and you can go and rant on about it. And that's what people need. Like if I'm gonna rant or complain about something, it's this is what is just taking me over the edge. I know all this other stuff's going on, but right now, this has made it worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, that was all I had for Kaz's Corner. Um, <laughs> that's all. That was a, that was a good it. Kaz's Corner. Thanks, man. I liked it. I'm glad. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you want to see any more of my uh, preposterous takes on Twitter, uh, I'm available at MKazNell. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Uh, Sean, what about you? Uh, you can find me at hey it's sob. How about you, Reg? At b underscore walnuts. And of course, our uh, our fourth bro, Tim Hansen, uh, is available on Twitter at tim r hansen. Uh, hope I hope you're uh, feeling better soon, buddy. Uh, the podcast is on Twitter at brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at brose podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to brose on several major podcasting platforms, including Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and tune in among others. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, uh, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. A uh, huge thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, including that one very questionable question. <laughs> uh, I have to call her judgment into question on that one, but, uh, but thank you very much for, for doing that week in and week out. Um, huge thanks to Shannon Vogel for designing our world famous logo. Uh, you can find her work at Shannon Vogel photography on Facebook and on Etsy.com. And our theme music is when, by Steven Seabird, and you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Um, plugs ahoy! Plugs ahoy! Who's got something they want to plug? I got a plug. Go ahead, Sean. So, again, as mentioned last week, uh, Mary is putting together a fundraiser for Triana, her partner, and their baby boy who were recently at risk for homelessness after losing income due to the pandemic. The Coalition for Black Trans Financial Liberation was able to find them an apartment in a safe area with enough space for them to be able to raise their son. They'll, they will have moved in on September 1st, assuming that as of this, as of the release of this, they secured enough funds because it'll be after that. Um, but... Uh, because they were displaced, they have almost no household or baby supplies. So consider contributing by purchasing an item on their wish list, which will be again in the description of this episode. Sure will. Great stuff. Excellent. Um, Rich, tell us about PodQuest. Uh, check out PodQuest and Ready Roundtable, where we talk about uh, that week's uh, nerd news and the things we did that uh, that week. Um, I don't know if anything specific is going on. Maybe potentially. Any of us might have seen at some point New Mutants that came out in theaters today. Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, but there's no theaters open in New Jersey because who the fuck is going to the movies right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so just check us out. We might have talked about something you might be interested in. I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with Ed Provident. Uh, it's a periodic sports show focused on Pittsburgh and Philadelphia sports. Uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and a lot of other great podcast aggregators. Um, if you like sports with a ton of stupid accents from both me and Eddie, uh, but no, stu- stupid accents meaning where we're from originally. Like If you like a nice, thick Philly accent and mm-hmm. an even thicker uh, Pittsburgh accent, <laughs> uh, 
the way my brain, uh, I'll just say Eddie sounds like the, the most Pittsburgh person I, I've ever <laughs> met in my life. Uh, but, uh, but he's, a, he's a good dude and he has, uh, some very interesting sports opinions. So, uh, listen to the show. That's it guys. Say goodbye to the listeners. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. Moo. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. That was a deep moo, Sean. Yes, it was. Moo. Richter scale moo.